It's Monday, April 5th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Kentwell, and Aaron Bewley. Russ is a little busy this morning. Just me and Tyler. How's it going, dude? It's going good, man. Awesome. It's a Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you have a good weekend? I did. Awesome. The weather was great. I got some stuff done. Spent a lot of time with the kids as usual and um, ended up doing dinner with my parents right around the corner. And then we did a little Easter egg hunt with the pod nice. on, uh, on Sunday. Awesome, man. It was fun. Good, good, good. Okay. You didn't ask, but my whole family was sick all weekend. So I knew I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I know. Kidding. I That's shouldn't terrible. talk about it. Shouldn't talk about it. Domino's pizza on a Friday night. And <sighs> I had I think two other meals the entire weekend, all Saturday and Sunday. I had some chicken noodle soup last night. I'm surprised I'm even functioning right now, actually. Yeah, that's that's impressive. I like how when I asked how you managed to get sick, you said, I don't know. Oh, except that everyone that got sick ate the pizza <laughs> and Joanna didn't and she didn't get sick. And I was like, mm, I think you know how you got sick. Well, I told you, I haven't really... I'm I'm down like seven or eight pounds from the weekend. So oh my gosh. My brain isn't really working that well. Okay. Hey, was was that was wasn't that one of the tips that you got? You were telling people you needed to lose a certain yes. amount of weight in a certain amount of time. Yes. I mean, I feel like gave me a little gravitous food poisoning was on the short list. <laughs> yeah. Didn't it was uh, you it was that or drag your, your kids into it. <laughs> that or cut off your arms. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, that'll help uh help lose some poundage before the run in July. Nice. All right. Although, Way to get a head start. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Uh, today in Tech History, we're going to talk about, so today's April 5th, but uh, we're going to talk about some things that happened over the weekend in tech history, uh, April 3rd and April 4th. Uh, Netscape was born April 4th, 1994. They say Netscape? Netscape, that's correct. Yep. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Uh, let's see. Microsoft was formed April 4th, uh, 1975. So 19 years to the day before Netscape, partnership wow. between Bill Gates, who was, do you want to guess how old he was? Mm, probably 30 something. He was 19. God, I did not <laughs> expect 19 at 19. all. 19. And Paul Allen, who was 22 in wow. Albuquerque, New Mexico. What? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. I should, I should have known better because... I mean, I know Michael Dell was also very young when he started yeah. Dell. He dropped out and, of college because uh, he was making millions. Well, in that, that was uh, Bill Gates. Wasn't he a similar story? Did he also yeah. drop out? Yeah. So dropping out of college, that that helps pin down the age. And I just refuse to believe that I didn't start Microsoft in my teenage years because they're long gone. Yeah. Yeah. They had actually, these two guys had met ah, in high wild. school. I don't know. Actually, I don't know that Bill Gates went to college even i'm not sure he ever went I don't, yeah. I don't know if he dropped out or not i forget now i remember it being all a buzz back in the day because that was very much when everybody said you have to go to college to be a real a real boy yep that's what i was told uh, got to go to college got to be an engineer that's right what i was told i don't know that i was told that but i was told i had to go to college which Honestly, I probably got lucky there because I don't think my parents ever pressured me to do engineering or follow a specific path. Yeah. And I very likely could have, and sorry if I'm pooping on anybody's background here, but I could have become like an art historian, which me personally, I actually could not become an art historian. I remember <laughs> neither dates nor names uh, with any kind yeah, of... Did you do well in humanities? Nope. 
in ninth grade, tenth grade, or whatever. Oh goodness! No, I mean, I, I couldn't have cared less just well that enough. Yeah, yeah, that that was definitely a problem. But um, anyways, I could I could have ended up with a pure liberal arts degree. I think, and my parents would have been just fine with that choice of careers, yeah. and I would be in a very different place right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe you know. Maybe I would have pulled you into this industry regardless. You never know. Uh Instead of building planes and then coming into the industry, maybe you would have been a, you know, museum historian or art historian that I don't know. Does computers (laughs) comes over (laughs) that does computers. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad I went to college. Me too. All right, cool. Uh, Let's see. April 3rd. Let's go back two days. 1973. The very first cell phone call. Wow. Yeah. You want to guess where it was made? Oh man, a military base. Hmm, that's probably a good guess. Uh, it was on the street of New York City. Not a military base. Well, nope. arguably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, same day, no, but that's, earlier. Wait, so, so yeah, uh, wait. So, cel- cellular does what? I guess what marks the? I'm gonna expose that I don't know enough about the underlying beginning of that technology, yeah. but would satellite phones fall into that category? I'm guessing no. no. And did yeah. cellular devices come before satellite, you know, telephony uh, devices? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know the timing on that, but Martin Marty Cooper, sometimes known as Marty, was born in 1928, uh, an American engineer. He was the pioneer in the wireless communications industry, especially in radio cool. spectrum management. He has 11 patents in the field. He's the one that uh, that developed it, came up with it. Yeah. Uh, so looks like he's still alive. Like, he's 92. Wow. 92 lives wow. in Chicago. No, born in Chicago. I don't know where he lives. Let's see. But uh, yeah, interesting. He won the Marconi Prize in 2013. Wow. Achievements and, uh, and advancements made in the field of communications, radio, mobile, wireless, telecommunications, all that kind of fun stuff. Anyway, that was the guy. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's, first that's really call. interesting. 73, first cell phone call. Talk about ballooning, right? That's yeah. I, that's got to be on order of what the guy at TI that developed the integrated circuit, right? Just yeah. absolute shoulders of the industry. Yep. Incredible. All right, I got one more for you, then we get on to some other stuff. Uh, so also April 3rd, 1966. Dang it, I got to stop giving you the years. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's a Monday. And I've Is it the 60s? 48 hours. It's the, <laughs> 60. Uh, the Soviet space probe Luna 10 became the first spacecraft to orbit around the moon. It was launched by the USSR That's from cool. an Earth orbiting platform on March 31st, 1966. Let's see. Luna 10's battery would operate for 460 lunar orbits before deactivating <laughs> as planned on May 30th, 1966. As planned. I love that about space exploration news. It's always like, and then it died in a fire as planned. <laughs> That's right. As at, the, at the third hour of the 24th, you know, it's, it's super, super specific and, and the way that the things, you know, end or stop communicating. Yeah. The only surprises are, hey, we, we got lucky and caught a solar flare and picked up more images from a satellite that shouldn't physically be able to get back to us, but it's it's pure dumb luck. It's right where we expect it to be. We just didn't expect ever to hear from it again, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With with the end of space things, you typically have either the rapid, or sorry, the, the scheduled or the unscheduled rapid, um, uh, um, gosh, what do you, what's the word when you take things apart? Disassembled? Disassembly? Yeah, this, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Never mind. Like, so whenever you launch a rocket and you want to try to have it land, which is what we were watching SpaceX do a lot of lately, and uh, it lands and then it explodes or something, you don't call it that. You call it like an unscheduled rapid. Um, uh, I can't oh, I know, I know. I know. Like, disassembly. as opposed to saying a catastrophic yeah. failure. You, you, yeah, yeah, unscheduled you, rapid disassembly or something like that. Unscheduled rapid disassembly, right? <laughs> a yeah. unexpected combustion event. Speaking Holistic. of uh, unscheduled rapid disassembly, I don't know if this really, really goes, <laughs> but did you see the news on Facebook? Phone numbers for 533 oh my million gosh. Facebook users. Including leaks? Zuckerberg himself, which yeah. I found equally hilarious or not. Actually, it wasn't hilarious. I found that part funny. I found the other part disturbing and not at all surprising. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, what's interesting is that there are some, you know, uh, what is it? I forget. Man, I'm blanking on the name of the site, but there are sites that have been around for a while. They're actually set up by researchers where you can, <laughs> and then the first time these came, came out, like it just, it feels wrong to even say it out loud, but you can put in passwords and it will tell you if they've been part of breaches, right? We've talked about that before. Um, people were immediately asking us like, well, can I put my phone number in there and see if it was breached? And I was like, we don't actually have that capability, but <laughs> chances are... If you've ever used Facebook, you're one of the 550 yeah. million people that were exposed. Yeah, I, I was reading some Expected data analytics spam. stuff on this. Yeah, there was a bunch of different, or not data analytics, but um, like data comparison. Um, what was it? It's, uh, data is beautiful on Reddit. And I mean, uh, I, that's you could just, yeah, you can just look at um, the numbers straight up. But if this was a country, if these 533 million users uh, were a country, it would be the third largest country in the world. Oh right? China, India, and then the 533 million Facebook is <laughs> <which is> leaked. <laughs> it's more people than why... all of the EU as well. Wow. You know, it's it's crazy. Oh it's crazy, crazy. But yeah, it happened back that, in 2019. It, yeah, it, it just, it's, it goes back to all of the things that we've talked about where the, any, any fines, any, yeah. Action against Facebook for basically catastrophic mishandling of personal data, uh, which they harvest for tremendous amounts of money. Yeah. We'll we'll see no change in behavior, not not a measurable one. Anyways, like they're they're they profit all day, every day off of having those kinds of data points. Yeah. Um, and then when something like this happens, there's absolutely no recourse for it's day-to-day -day users, right? Well, the hackers are really nice. They're they're offering the data, um, currently offering it 106 different download packages with the data split on a per country basis. So you can just ah, making it easy. country you care about. Yeah. Yeah. Are they, are they selling it or is it available freely now? Well, currently it says the forum is publicly accessible. You can register a profile, but you can't actually download unless you have bought forum credits. So you have to, ah. you have to input some coinage. And then you can oh, download. That's brilliant. They're not selling the data. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're offering credits. a service and there happens to be data there. <laughs> it's terrible. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that, that would probably hold up in court in a number of countries too, right? Like yeah. I didn't sell the data. It was just yeah. there when they it showed actually, up and paid to get in. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the, the, the uh, this report here actually has a screenshot of the, the link inside there. And it, it actually says free. It says free yeah. Facebook records, There's, 533 not, million for It free. would be unethical to charge for that. <laughs> terrible. They actually have it ranked by numbers of uh, of names per country. Wow! Um, and the top name or the top country is Afghanistan. 
Um, really? Yeah. So that and, must oh, be. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> God, is it alphabetical? Brain, wake up! Yes, it's alphabetical. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have an Ard Varkia. <laughs> So Afghanistan makes sense at the top. I'm dying here. I'm dying here. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Whoa. Okay. I wonder how many people what? live in Tunisia, but it says 39 million records in Tunisia and only 32 million in the U.S. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, That's unexpected. Tunisia. Uh, well, and that's even more sad, in my opinion, because... That can't be right, there, because... Tunisia is not, not going to have the same there. teeth that, you know, the U.S. 11 does. Million, yeah, there's only 11 what? million people in Tunisia. 11.7 million. Well, okay, so is it records or individuals? Uh, how, do, how do they list it? So I'm not looking at it, so I, I don't know. I don't know what it's below saying. It's a breakdown of the data per country. Mm. Yeah. Well, it, it may not be counting individuals. It could, it could be a yeah. count for each email address, each phone number, each... Yeah. I don't know, do people put their social security numbers into Facebook? Well, there was another thing that jumped off of this too. And don't, by the way. Do if you're what? listening, never do that. What? I said I said, do people put their social security numbers into Facebook? And I said, I'm sure some people do. And then I said, don't. Yeah. PSA, <laughs> yeah. don't do that. Yeah. This is this is unbelievable though. Um, but yeah, the the attacker had abused a vulnerability in their contacts importer feature. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah. It's uh, allowed it to, let's see, get a match for existing profiles, allowing the attacker to link random phone numbers to specific users. Ah, that's um, awesome. Anyway, it was just. Oh, that just, makes, that makes perfect just, sense, too. Yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah. If you it's just an automated had, process. If you had a billion contacts in your phone, a la just a bunch of random phone numbers, then, and it would say, oh, look, you know, Steve, born on April 3rd. Because you have his random digit in your phone. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, it ended up becoming uh, the back end of a Telegram bot that was launched <laughs> in January of this year as well that allowed anyone to retrieve the number and account details for Facebook users for a small fee. And I use Telegram, <laughs> but I didn't know that you could have basically a <laughs> you could have a bot business through Telegram. Um, I've seen some interesting things like that, but um, my first Telegram exposure to Telegram, I was wasn't bot like but um it was almost like a discord group with less communication right it was more like a single account pushing lots of information out to groups as opposed Mm -hmm. to having lots of people communicate back and forth on a group um and it it ended up just being noise but it was favorite quote of the day so far there's no art varkia aaron I'll get some food. I'll get some breakfast in me and my brain will wake up here. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh, do you remember when we talked about the LG Wing? The phone that was like a I do, phone I do. and a horizontal phone on top Which making a T? made no sense. Which and you made fun of? Apparently it was a, a death a knoll. I mean, I can't think of the word. But yeah. It's, it, it's like when a star is another dying. nail. Yeah. Yeah. And, in then, the coffin, and it right? explodes. Um, that's kind of what was happening. And now LG no, confirms it's shutting down its this, mobile business. This would be more like uh, what like a white dwarf? No supernova. It's just it's the fizzle going out with a whimper. Star. Yeah, I see. Mur, 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 mur. <laughs> <laughs> and that that gives them credit for being star-like in the first place. I, I LG, that's unfair. LG actually made some really neat devices, or I would say some quality phones at some point. But I, I just don't know that there was room for uh, that many flagship 
producers. Yeah. So when Samsung really sort of took the lead in the Android space, uh, it really got sort of re-swizzled to be just a few major players. You know, Huawei, who's going to keep competing there forever, probably, no matter what the headwinds look like. Uh, LG's out, I guess. Motorola, <laughs> even after Google bought the labs. But it's basically Google phones. What's that? OnePlus is still in the, the mix. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like there's that much space for especially those mega producers to keep trying to compete because nobody wants to be third place. It's yeah. probably a losing venture. So it's not too surprising LG's out. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this. Um, how how much confidence does this give you? And this the start of the article is great. With losses continuing to mount and billions of dollars seemingly squandered on quirky Oof. headsets, and then it gets into why funny. why they had to but go quirky. Says, is so well, sad because actually one yeah. of my favorite features on a cell phone ever was an LG phone. And I feel like I brought this what? up. Before. What was the feature? They had an IR blaster and you could just download a remote that was a universal remote. Oh, so yeah, you need to that. mute you need to mute that stupid, you know, like shopping network at the dentist. No problem. Boop beep beep boop. I think muted. that's the problem. <laughs> It was. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure they stopped doing it. It was amazing. Yeah. Samsung added that to a phone at some point. Changed so the volume was, of all the TVs. Lots of people were doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. <laughs> Definitely shenanigans were had. But uh, but I loved I loved that feature. And they had a couple phones that uh, I don't know. They tried different things with like button placement. And uh, I actually really liked the ones that I had. But so, then they got weird. They had to get. Yeah. They got real weird. And yeah, weird so, was not cool. So how does this make you feel? <laughs> for now, LG said. So for now. We may change our mind at any point, but for now, obviously, LG said its current phone inventory remains available for sale and that existing devices will continue to receive after-sale support and software updates, quote, for a period of time, which will vary by region. So Thanks for, for that complete lack of or, information. Yeah. In your region, it's done already. Congratulations. Also, also what month is this? April. The company April. expects to complete the winding down of its mobile business by the end of July. <laughs> like wow like real fast <laughs> yeah but i mean lg makes tons of displays lg makes solar panels lg makes refrigerators washing machines dryers like they they're going to continue producing stuff that has smarts and silicon behind it as well as displays yeah. obviously so All i'm saying totally is there's no see... way i'd be buying an lg phone right now oh gosh no uh-uh. unless it's yeah. i mean borderline free right that's maybe it's a cheap tablet before they run out of stock for your kids yeah. Even if it's not a tablet size, kids are small. Yeah. It's going to be yep, tablets, yep, yep, right? Yep. Oh, man, that'd be great. If I could pick one up for like 50 bucks, I'd do yeah. it. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. Don't they have tablets? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Maybe. Are they, if they're, I think it's starting to talk about that on the article, but I just went away from it. Yeah. Well, what you got? I, I got to assume if they're dropping the phones, they're dropping any, you know, tablets too. But I could yeah. be wrong because those are different markets, right? They don't have yeah. to pour as much tech that I would think that it's tough to profit off of tablets. If you aren't basically replicating some of the same designs that go into your phones though, you know, that you yeah. can piggyback off the design work. Just don't give me a tablet with two screens that spin out from each other into a team. <laughs> what is that nonsense? I don't, apparently it's, it's how you kill a mobile phone business yep. and lose billions of dollars. The, uh, the Mars ingenuity helicopter is now sitting all by itself. Surface of Mars. Yeah, saw the title. Anyways, that's cool. Yep. The, I'm so uh, excited that they're gonna fly that. Perseverance Sweet. rover had its baby and uh, dropped the, <laughs> dropped the helicopter down. Rover babies. Yeah, dude, it's exciting. I don't know. It's exciting. 
It is. So it weird. is. It's really cool. I hope that goes off without a hitch. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I think it's neat. It's really, really neat how slow like the unpacking and, and setting down of the helicopter has been. It's, it just, it screams the precision, the, you know, everything is yeah. has to be in place. The ground is just right. The everything yeah. is just, it's very slow, methodical and, and predictable, yeah. I guess. Which everything's got to be exactly right. Well, it took for, forever to get there. Right. And it costs a ton right? of money to build it and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. You don't want to just casually like, Mm-mm. Yeah. But it's That's not, it's point. not like you, you get a drone, you know, in your backyard, you just, you unbox it, you turn the thing on, you tear up your hands and then fly it into a tree or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> they obviously don't have those problems, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it, it's taken, I, how long was it? It's like a month work ish that, that they had gone from landing and, and sort of checking all the mm-hmm. systems on the Rover to actually starting the process to unpack the helicopter. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to take that long, but it's been kind of neat to just see how slow methodical it's been. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's so, uh, there's some good systems engineering that goes into a process like that. And, you know, yeah. every single step probably has lots of validations to prove everything went exactly the way that it was supposed to, and then uh, I'm sure off ramps and that sort of thing are built in as well. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. It'd be fun to see all, it documented. All the articles that go into talking about it basically just say, look, now it has to start learning how to survive temperatures as low as negative 130 degrees Fahrenheit on its own. Which, if if we didn't, to your point earlier. If we didn't test that system sitting um, in an environment at negative 130 degrees Fahrenheit before sending it there. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, come on. I wonder right. how much I, I hope they do sort of describe why um, in great detail, you know, for the, the STEM or STEAM community. I hope they, they go through sort of an explanation of why they did it the way they did it. So I want to see the R's write up of everything that happened from day one to helicopter takes off and why. Because there's probably a really, just a ton of really interesting information and interesting sort of engineering knowledge that goes into that and science and engineering, right? Because um, I, I'm curious, for instance, we we probably have decent data from probes and that sort of stuff about the weather on Mars and what it should look like on the surface. That's how we were able to test in those kinds of conditions, uh, you know, on Earth before we sent it up there. But I imagine part of this too is, it's landed, it's there, it's in the spot. Let's get really specific local weather data to make yeah. sure we didn't miss something crazy or that's what seasonally they did. or... Yeah, so they they had outlined um, the flight zone back on March 23rd based on that type of stuff. Yeah, so... Yeah, so that's, that's cool. why it was taking time. I yeah. figured, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure data collection is part of it, but I'm, I'm curious what the critical path was, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is it data collection for weather and wind? And then I guess that's part of weather, but, or, or were there other processes that just needed to happen? Is, is there a, you know, power, dust, that kind of stuff, which, what is the critical path for getting the helicopter off the ground and, yeah. and actually having it succeed in its first flight, right? So I hope it's well documented. And they said, uh, the flight is currently set for no earlier than April 11th. Soon, then, man. Six days. Yeah. Yep, six days from now. And then the plan currently is for it to <laughs> attempt as many as five test flights within Just 30 days, which I don't know they would call it a down, test sort of flight. Thing. It probably doesn't go very far. Yeah, okay. it may it may it may just go up and down even right just a yeah. vertical takeoff vertical land. But it, so I imagined something totally different when they were announcing this, right? But it says mm-hmm. as many as five test flights within thirty days of that, you know, April eleventh, if if they launch on that at that point before settling down on the surface of Mars for eternity. But 
the but perseverance the rover was charging it and then it's got its own ability to charge itself from the sun so i don't know why they would only do five test flights and then never use it again because the whole purpose was for it to be like an aerial scout for perseverance the rover i didn't realize they only expect it to make five test flights yeah it seems kind of worthless i wonder well maybe they'll describe it 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 could be something as simple as the you know probability of certain systems failing goes up like a hockey stick after fourth fifth light and there's a possibility of being able to well but there's possibly possibility of being able to fix it down the road as an example but yeah. maybe not one uh, that's very straightforward. So you could potentially send another rover or something out there at some point, make a repair, and then take off again, as opposed to if you did it now, it, it dies in a fire, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm speculating, pure yeah. speculation. I didn't know that they only planned five flights. Uh, yeah, I was, I, I'm curious about that as well. The thing that'll be curious to see is <clears throat> when they send an, uh, another robot to, so Perseverance, the rover is drilling into the Earth or the Earth. The Mars? Martian crust. Is that how you would say it? Martian crust. I know, but we, we, we say we're drilling into the Earth. Would they, would, is Perseverance drilling into the Mars? Yeah, probably. I don't know. You know what I mean? You anyway. just say drilling into Mars. Yeah, but why do we just say so You could say into... that on, on Earth, too. You well, could say drilling into Earth. Yeah, but that's not what we mean. We're not, well, like, we Earth probably say the, the Earth because we talk about Earth being ground as well. Being the dirt. So we're probably yeah. just specifying it, but Mars, you could... You could dig into Earth on Mars. I know. Well, that's what <laughs> I'm is wondering. It, is, is Martian crust also considered Earth? Well, Earth, lowercase Earth in this yes, case. Yes, lowercase. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What What is the definition of Earth? Don't Don't look it up. That's That's for the listeners. <laughs> Somebody tell tweet us. at me, bro. Um. So, but perseverance would be drilling in, and they're pull, it's pulling out vials and just like leaving them along a path. We're going to send that's another cool. robot to go and collect them all. Pick them up. Oh, pick them cool. up and fly back home. Whoa, that would really? Be crazy to see. Yes. That is yeah, cool. So that we have core samples of Earth and I Mars. Have not. Nice. Mars, Mars is Earth. Mars is Earth. There we go. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. I actually didn't know that. I had not uh, obviously kept up with everything that we're planning on doing with the rover. That's exciting. Yeah, that'll be really neat to have some Martian dust to analyze. Um, yeah. Speaking I feel of like analyzing it's be pretty things. Boring, though. No, it's going to be exciting, especially. Well, no, I just mean like there's nothing. It's not going to. Do you think so? Yeah, I hope so. Could be yeah. cool. Okay. It'll give us a lot of historical. So actually, that's funny because I didn't expect to have a clean segue to this topic, but we just got one. Um, it turns out narwhal tusks are actually really useful for historical data collection. Uh, like the rings of a tree, if you cut them open, you can see uh, a number of things that have happened over the history of a narwhal and or the lifetime of a narwhal. Narwhals apparently live 40, 50 years, something like that. Okay. And their tusks are just an overgrown tooth that it's never tooth, stops yeah. growing. Learned so, that from my kid. But, but because it never stops growing, <laughs> again, it gets the likening to the rings of a tree. Um, scientists are collecting, I, I assume, dead ones. I, they didn't actually specify. But well, they have to cut them in half, like a tree, I think you said. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Narwhal I, should, in half, I hope it's a dead narwhal, <laughs> but they kidding. don't actually specify. Um, and, and so they were looking at it and, uh, unfortunately there are some disturbing trends that they found out from it. Um, one of the more interesting ones to me, I thought was the rapid increase of mercury present in like the progressive rings. So rings from basically, uh, you know, the seventies to two thousands were 
keeps only increasing in 0.3% mercury uh, year over year, which is yeah. probably bad by itself. But then uh, from 2000 on, it increased at a, a rate that was 1.6%. So massive increase in mercury accumulation, Yikes. which is something that comes up a lot, right? Like mercury yeah. in seafood. Then the other one that was really messed up is that narwhals are... Um, I, I didn't realize this, but they're in they're cold water hunters. Um, so they pretty much only exist in the Antarctic or the Arctic water, sorry. And um, they're Which is why diet. I thought they were fictional. You're right. Yeah, because we don't time. see them. Yes. We don't see them in Florida. <laughs> I, I don't go to Florida. They're not it was in the like, Gulf of it was Mexico. like Santa lives it's at the North Pole, right? <laughs> Narwhals live at the North Pole, kind right? Of a deal, you know? So yeah, they're not real. Right, right. Um, Anyways, the, the other real. one is that their diet, you can also see what their diet looks this like. might be a conspiracy on, theory. Ooh, that's true. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sorry. Then again, which one's, which one's more likely? A, a leopard print horse with an 11-foot <laughs> neck? Unicorn. <laughs> or, yeah. or, or, or a normal horse with a tooth growing out of its head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Giraffes aren't real. Um, so <laughs> the narwhal's diets are changing, too. And uh, the species of fish that they eat are quickly becoming um, less, uh, I guess, ice living. <laughs> okay. Um, less less likely to come from uh, super icy regions, and more likely to come from others, which implies that their primary food source, which used to be uh, near you know ice shelves, is dwindling, hmm. and so they're having to find food elsewhere. So, yikes! But it's cool. I did not know that about narwhal uh, horns. At all. That is interesting. I wonder how many of them they are. Is it an endangered species? I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Also, narwhal tusks cut in half. Near th- are- it says near threatened. Near threatened. Well, that's good because I'll yeah. bet they were uh, actually worse off not too long ago. We, we've done a surprising good job at uh, protecting some species in the last few decades. I remember, I, I know not yeah. all of them for sure. And we've got new problems always. I think overfishing has become a huge problem for certain sure. quote common fish species. But um, I know uh, there were, I remember animals in like the nineties and I, I don't, I can tell you which ones were there, but I like some of the big cats and stuff like that, that I think were critically endangered and now are more thriving. I think dingoes fell into that bucket. Hmm. Um, there were various species that are now on the threatened list, but not endangered or critically endangered. Of course, we, we didn't win everywhere. I don't know yeah. that's winning, but we didn't succeed everywhere because what rhinos, the white rhinos are gone. Didn't we lose the last white rhino like three years ago or something? Um, all right. What else we got here? Although I must, I'm trying to figure out how, how did you make the connection from Mars to narwhals? Core samples. Narwhal core, tusks oh, are like core, core samples. samples. Of yeah. The tusk. I ah. did. Like I said, I didn't expect that, that convenient of a springboard. I like but it. I like it. All right. What else? Do I you don't got? know. It, it'd be cool if they actually have core samples. I don't, I'm, I'm curious now what exactly they're doing. I guess if they're drilling in, they could literally have core samples. Do they say how long they're going to be or how deep? I guess they could break them and make them however long they want. You're talking now about I want to know. Yeah, I want to know all about how they're they're doing it. The collection yeah, they're, methodology. They're digging in. I don't know. They're just digging. I know, in but like, how much of it is piles of dirt, and how much of it is actual core samples? How much of it is? Uh, it's not that deep. Types of rock. It's not that deep. It's just like surface. Know? 
stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I, was well, I want at it the, to be deep. I want legit core samples. It can. I don't think it can be that deep. How deep do you think uh, a rover can dig into the ground? This rover is like the size of my SUV master bedroom, isn't it? They're huge. Yeah, it's a huge it's not rover. That big, I don't think. Well, drilling, I don't know how big your drilling's, master bedroom is. Drilling's pretty Maybe clever it's stuff. It's not that big. My my master bedroom's not very big, but okay. Uh, I still assume it's like room size. I thought the pictures that we saw made it bigger than a big SUV. Yeah, maybe you're right. More like a room. I still hold that it's surface, surface level. It probably is mostly surface, but I hope they're if they're actually drilling down, they could they could get some decent depth, you know, a foot or two. Yeah, it's still that surface level to me. A foot or two. Of course it is. They're not going miles. That's my point. It's not even like it's not even 15 feet deep. It can't be. Could be. It's probably not though. Oh, I disagree. Man. What else we got I, here? What else? I got nothing. I, I read lots of news this morning, but I didn't feel like it was uh, newsworthy. Okay. Mark? Yeah, it's a bunch um, of random I stuff. Know, nothing, I saw a bunch of junk off. on Amazon that I don't really feel like getting into today. Oh, man. Um, oh, I, also that, saw, I saw I saw a lot of breach stuff that wasn't just Facebook, but it's just depressing how many articles are out there about that. You know, Ubiquity had a big breach that they kind of covered up. They're getting a boatload of flack for that. And mm. uh, I, I have intentionally not read into it because it's depressing. Um, okay. Then there's there's a lots of other stuff there too. Again, don't want to get there. There was a funny article about um, an ISP that sent a super condescending pizza analogy for why yes. it was introducing data caps. And then as I was reading through it, I found it really funny because basically users were saying the only reason we still used them as an ISP is because they didn't have data caps that Comcast imposed a long time ago in our area. And now that they're imposing it, the speeds that they rarely delivered on successfully, we're just going to (laughs) leave. It's like, hmm, that sucks. Nice. Nice. Also, data caps are crap. The uh, So I think we had talked about this previously Maybe maybe it was the no, we were talking about like the Japanese billionaire who was taking eight friends to the moon mm-hmm. or something. But I think yeah. this one is uh this one is SpaceX. So there's four people um chosen to orbit Earth in the first ever all civilian space mission. I think Kinda that guy cool. was SpaceX. The the Japanese guy. That was I don't know if they're one and the same, but I thought his no, I thought I his thing was different. through SpaceX. It, but that one that one's also a that one's a trip around the moon. Oh. I Wasn't that. he trying to find like eight friends and like a girlfriend or something to go with him? The, well, yeah, the, the, the criticism. I don't think the the latest was a girlfriend. I think that there was literally a girlfriend seeking like post early on and then oh, like, that's right, that's or right. something like that. Different. But I yeah. thought it was through SpaceX. I, I could be anyway. This one is this is the four people. Uh, so they've got an Air Force veteran, a childhood cancer survivor, a geoscientist, and a tech billionaire. And hmm. uh, you can go read about it. But, uh, I'm trying to figure out when they're doing this. Uh, the the Japanese guy he September fifteenth for different um, artists. Basically, he wanted oh, different that's ways. Right, that was the different ways thing. for the experience to yeah. be. Um, I and guess you went chronicled us as the podcast people going. That's right, and we would vlog it as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, this one is uh, no earlier than September fifteenth. Take off on a Falcon Nine rocket. And cool. uh, from the Kennedy Space Center, it'll orbit Earth for three days at an altitude of approximately 335 miles, which is pretty far up there. And uh, then they'll eventually touch down on the coast of Florida for retrieval is the plan. Oh, oh hey, no. one of them's a Lockheed Martin employee. Oh, no kidding. The Air Force veteran. Maybe you hey. know him. 
Chris Simbroski? Nope. Oh, that would have been wild. That would have been wild. He's 41, works at Lockheed Martin. Cool. Way yeah. to go, Chris. Represent. He had heard about the mission from an ad during this year's Super Bowl. Applied. That's he it? Act as a, yeah. He will act as a mission like, specialist, aiding payloads and science experiments during the flight. I feel like I made mistakes if, if just hearing about it was enough. No, it sounds yeah. like Chris has a lot of stuff going on there. And then you have uh, Haley Ar- Arsenu? Uh, maybe Arsenu? I don't know. She's a 29-year-old physician assistant at St. Jude Children's Research. At cool. 10, she had part of her femur removed from bone cancer. That just, uh, that seems like random extra information. Yeah. Her orthopedic surgeon told her there's going to be no limits on you in space. Ah, hmm. when you get back, it's not going to be fun though. Yeah. And then you have uh, Dr. Cian Proctor, a geoscientist and analog astronaut. She secured her seat after winning Aren't we a contest. all analog astronauts. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Well, I'm not digital me, and I'm hurling through space. Understand that, yeah. So I guess I guess technically they don't call us astronauts unless we're actually up above uh, uh, status. Yeah. When, when do you get to call yourself an astronaut? Somebody know. answer me. So Proctor <laughs> secured her seat after winning a contest sponsored by Isaacman's e-commerce company. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I clearly oh. did not try hard enough to win a seat in this because uh, it sounds like it was totally winnable. Oh, okay. And the tech billionaire is the one chartering the flight. Now it all makes sense. Okay. So Jared Isaacman. So Dr. Proctor won it. She won the contest. And then I guess the other two were picked. Um, So, but Jared Isaacman is a 38 year old tech billionaire pilot and CEO of shift for payments, a Pennsylvania based uh, payment processing company. He's going to charter. Cool. That's cool. So yeah, man, that'll be interesting to see later this year. Well, that's exciting news, and I like ending on exciting news, but I just saw a, a, an article that is not exciting news, and it turns out in the United States, the Supreme Court made a pro-Facebook ruling uh, on the 1st of April that basically says the way that they do robo-dialing isn't uh, the type of robo-dialing that is protected uh, by the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, TCPA. Um uh, it sounds like there's a fine line between like auto generation of numbers for robo dialing versus using a robo dialer that already has the phone number that I, I haven't finished reading this, but that seems to be the argument that was made. And basically they said, Facebook, Facebook's auto dialing system is not quote unquote, an auto dialer as that law is written. And uh, therefore it doesn't apply. What Facebook auto dialer? Means- like, what are you talking about? Well, I, that's the thing. I did, wasn't sure, but apparently Facebook has um, Facebook is allowing companies with auto dialers not covered in the Supreme Court's definition of flood the cell phones with more unwanted robot dials or automated texts. No, Facebook's system is not an auto dialer, is what it's saying. So I'm trying to figure out exactly like how many of the phone calls I get that are garbage are coming from Facebook already, because that just makes me angry. Does that uh, happen? That's terrible. If if all these like spam risk e- uh, emails, uh, all these spam risk phone calls I get are coming from my phone number being sold from Facebook. Oh, interesting. This this seems actually kind of specific to uh, a use case. Okay, so in 2014, uh, a guy received several several login notification text messages from Facebook alerting him that somebody was accessing his account. <laughs> He'd never had an account though. 
So he was basically saying, I need to be able to stop this. Facebook should not just be able to send notifications unwanted, all willy-nilly to a, a phone number. So somebody oh, probably yeah. put the wrong number into their Facebook thing and it just started hammering him. And there's no way for him to stop it. What What's unfortunate about this is that the way the ruling is being done, it probably leaves a loophole for someone to design a robo system that doesn't auto-generate numbers that would technically also slip through the same crack. So Facebook isn't necessarily doing this to generate spam, but the ruling yeah, gives the flexibility to folks that, that could. Yeah, I follow, I follow what you're saying now. Yeah, because if you like, if you had Facebook on your phone, you delete the application, you stop participating, then Facebook will start hammering you with texts and emails. Right. So that's part of it too. But happening. in in the, the I guess the original complaint was also somebody that never had a Facebook account. His number right. just got put in at some yeah. point. Um, and I guess uh, there's quite a bit of outrage about it. I get that because honestly, the amount of spam that has coming through on the cell networks now is just insane. It is. And uh, we'll have to bring that up the next time we have John Nicholson on because he gets all fiery about it. But it's totally something that ISPs and, and your cell cellular carriers could prevent. They just don't. And it sucks. And Too much that money. Note, that brings us to a close. <laughs> what do you normally say? <laughs> For another Tech uh-huh. Breakfast episode. That's it. That's it. That's it. You got it. You okay. nailed it. It just right. it didn't like, roll share, off the subscribe. tongue. But like, that's share, it. Subscribe. That's it. Another Tech Breakfast episode has come to an end. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we do. Did. Did. It's over. Done. And that's done. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Thanks for supporting us. Engage us on Twitter and anywhere else where you know that we might be engageable, which is places and things. Right? Have a great okay, I gotta week. Go. Bye. Bye.